0: Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So Joe Biden is convinced he's going to get himself a ceasefire. A ceasefire is what he's going to get in Israel ah oh, he's he's a he's a happy man he's a joyous man and he's taking it so seriously that he has this conversation while he's eating ice cream with Seth Myers over there from NBC well I hope by the
1: beginning of the weekend I mean the end of the weekend. At least my my, my national security advisor tells me that we're close. We're close. We're not done yet. And my hope is
0: by next Monday, we'll have a ceasefire.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Well, thank goodness your national security advisor tells you you're close. Can I ask, what is it that you expect to get out of it? What's the value of it to you? Is it the idea that... You actually want to see Hamas ended, the hostages released, and finally get to a level of peace? Or is it that you're so desperate to win re-election and so afraid of the Rashid Tlaib set that you'll do anything, including leaving Israel to rot on the vine? Which Which is it? Let's answer that question. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. 833-468-8669-833. Got Tony. That is uh, the number. That's how you get to be a part of what it is um, we're doing over here. He goes on to Seth Meyers' show. And I know what you're saying. Who? Let's be clear. Seth Meyers has had a a late-night talk show for 10 years. 10 years of not doing anything except engaging in progressive politics. 10 years. And Joe Biden just happens to stop by. Of course, everybody knew he was coming. Of course, everybody knew what, what was happening. There's, there, there's, there's nothing here. And he sits there on your couch... And proceeds to just go into the same old story about how he's he's trying to to really get things done, really uh, get get to to peace does Joe Biden admit that Hamas is a terrorist organization uh, on, on the daily does he does he admit that the problem here is that Hamas has to be destroyed? No, 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 no. Only and solely about how we get to a ceasefire. We're not doing enough to deal with the problem at hand. The problem at hand is this terrorist organization and how that terrorist organization affects us. We're the ones who get affected because it is imperative to remember that this isn't about Israel. I mean, for Israel, it's about Israel. I get it. I mean, there's a reason I'm going because so much of the story is not being told at all. I was just sending out the press release about about my my go- boom, just sent it uh, about my going and and part of of what I explain is that the, the media rarely discusses the pressures on the Israeli people. Businesses struggle because the owners and the employees are on the front lines. Hospitals are working with skeleton crews. Food rots in the fields because the workers are fighting for Israel's future. That story needs to be told, and I'm going to do just that, honestly and directly. I have a media that won't admit that Hamas started this, that Hamas is the enemy. Israel is a nation, they're going to stay, they're going to remain. To think that Israel is going to give up is as crazy as the idea that somehow California should go back to Mexico. No, it shouldn't. And any person from Mexico who believes that is as dumb as a stump. Who cares what they believe? Who cares if they like it? Doesn't matter. California remains. Now now we've all seen California. We're like, well, wait a second, Tony, let's not let's not you know get so angry about the idea of giving California back to Mexico. This this could be a win-win. I get your point. I get I get your, 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 your point and, and, and you make me laugh. I appreciate it. Um, the The story isn't being told at all. And, uh, and, and, and it should. It 100% should be told. So it's part of what I'm going to do. I'm going to go uh, and, and uh, I'm going to talk to these business owners, talk to these hospitals, talk to these politicos, and be able to share with you and everybody how things are really happening, how this is really affecting people. I wonder if Joe Biden actually cares about how this is affecting people. Does he really care about uh, how people are suffering? Does he care about the people who have been taken hostage? Or as we have discussed, this is much, 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 much more about his political future. We brought up earlier that there are people in Michigan, because the Michigan primary is happening, people in Michigan, I'm going to sit this one out, because Joe Biden has, has not been strong enough in condemning Israel and demanding a ceasefire. So, with that, is he in favor of a ceasefire because he's in favor of it? Or is he in favor of, uh, uh, of a ceasefire because it's good politics, because his party is a party of destruction that wants dead Jews? I, I, I don't know. And if you say to me, well, how could you think that of Joe Biden? Well, I think it's pretty easy at this stage of the game. But really, this is much more about his party. I can, I can even understand a, a, a guy like him saying, well, I got to do what the political party wants. This is what your political party wants? Nobody's going to stand up to it and say, you people are some twisted freaks. Freaks, I say. When, and you got to do it in that voice. Otherwise, otherwise, what do you got? <laughs> oh, Absolutely when you're getting the warnings from from Gretchen Whitmer, when you're getting the warnings from from people uh, in in Michigan, I wouldn't vote for Joe Biden. Vote for Joe Biden. He has let us down in so many ways. I mean, they they say it very, very proudly. This was MSNBC uh, just a few days
2: ago is there a pathway forward for you with biden oh absolutely not you cannot keep killing people with our money and just keep thinking that oh we are stupid enough to elect you again because we'll fall in line we'll forget how can you how can like this is an
1: insult to me as a voter. for For you biden has a pathway forward
2: biden has a pathway forward it's
1: not what does that look like
0: that is him calling for a permanent immediate ceasefire the straightforward simple answer for the Biden administration is,
2: push for a ceasefire, stop aiding Israel in their war crimes, and I guarantee you there are enough people who would be willing to deal with it and vote for the man.
0: That is a councilman from Pontiac, Michigan. Israel's war crimes. Okay, so now you understand where it's at. Now you understand that absolutely Biden could be making these kinds of decisions solely based on politics and not based on the idea that a terrorist organization has to be destroyed. Just so we're all on the same page. But let me let me change gears. This we've discussed what's been going on with with China and China's aggressive maneuvering when it it comes to trying to have influence in the United States. And we have been uh, talking with, for example, Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District uh, about he's also a candidate for Senate, Republican candidate for Senate, about how communists have been working to uh, affect pressure in the heartland and how cities throughout the Midwest, including my beloved Indiana, including where I live, that have been not only sister city organizations, but have been working with the United States Heartland China Association, which uh, allegedly is about building bridges and promoting opportunities between U.S. officials and businessmen in the Midwest. But what they really do, uh, as they're affiliated with uh, the Communist Chinese Party and their United Front Work Department, What they are are influence operations, like we saw on college campuses with something called Confucius Institutes. This was not about saying, hey, learn more about China. This was about having organizations proactively trying to prevent people from noticing what a horrible uh, group of people the communist Chinese are. All communists are horrible, but specifically the Communist Chinese Party in this conversation and try and prevent people from having this conversation. Oh, that's bigoted. Oh, that's racist. Oh, that's this. Oh, you don't know. Oh, you don't understand. Oh, you're not educated, etc. The Communist Chinese Party is a horrific entity based on death and destruction, lying and deceit, and anybody who puts their faith in them is out of their holy damn minds. Out of their minds. And in a, in a clip that didn't get much traction the former um, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo he has been speaking out about a decision by um, by the White House to make changes to a uh, a policy he had put in place regarding dealing uh, with China.
1: The first thing that should be done is to require these companies to make disclosures that match those that we require every other country in the world to do and not give the Chinese Communist Party an exception. We don't require the same accounting rules. All of those things are just different. We create an exception for the Chinese because, frankly, they've been big and uh, they've created a lot of wealth for America. We, we We should know this, too. Just as they're now working against us in these capital marketplaces, using American money to fund what our Chinese communist party companies there is there's no such thing as a private chinese company they're doing the same thing in our educational institutions they are working against us there providing money research grants paying for students to come in maria they are they are at the center of so many american institutions and we need to wake up get this right shape our policies to put them as an america first set of policies and when we do i'm convinced we'll prevail i'm 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 not worried about the chinese communist party beating us i'm worried about us just standing down and allowing them to walk over us
0: I think that's a, a fair assessment. But in, in, in this in this regard, do we see policy moving down the line that is somehow laxed or nice or quiet or kind or decent towards the communist Chinese because to be opposed to them is is is, is an issue. While there are some who believe that it is xenophobic. The vast amount of people on both sides of the aisle understand that within China there is an issue, and that issue has to be dealt with. The communists in, in the United States, and I should get into that, they, they're all cool with it because they just like you know fellow communists. People who like to destroy like to destroy, and they like to be around others who like to destroy, and they all get to destroy things, and then they'll try to destroy each other because that's the way communism works. But it's clear and it's obvious what China is trying to do to damage a- American society. And we see more and more people kind of in at least the same camp to say no to this and to want to fight back against it. And it's gross when we see any level of policy that is changed that gives the communist Chinese more foothold or more, more opportunity. Why is it that we have turned the corner on this level of stand up we can't stand up to terrorism? Hamas is a terrorist organization. Since when are we not able to stand up to terrorism? And that's when you realize uh, there's a fair amount of people in the United States who don't see what happened to Israel on October 7th as terrorism. And they won't see what happens to your kid tomorrow as terrorism. This isn't about Israel. It's about you. And when Biden kowtows to these people for votes that's your kid who's going to have an issue. And you say to me, Tony, how, is, how do you connect those things? The poorest southern border and the same people who work to destroy Israel are the same people or the same groups that have been moving people across the southern border, just like the Chinese have been moving uh, single able-bodied men Across the border, they're all Chinese coming through the Darien Gap, and they're all. How is that even possible? How can you allow them in the country? Well, if you don't, you're a xenophobe. Screw you and your name calling. That's dangerous. How many terrorist cells have we allowed in the country? We won't stand up to terrorism where it's happening in Israel because there are people who like the fact that the Jews get killed. (laughs) That's what they like. And then when it's your kids at the rock concert who get killed, they'll say what? Well, you see, the problem with America is if we can stand up, at least find some common ground on the communists in China, how can we not do it on this? And when we don't do it on this, what is that telling you? We will get into more of this subject. I'm Tony Katz.
3: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclib 200mg at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you.
0: Cigar Day. That's actually every day in my world. Every day. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Uh, I don't know why it's February 27th. I, I have no idea why this is National Cigar Day. I've never understood where that that connection is. Uh, what, what I know is is that uh I'm glad there is one. I didn't need one. I would not have advocated for one. I'm just saying i I'm glad it exists because cigars are good. and the more people who learn that they can enjoy this as an adult, I think the better. and you guys know I host uh the largest cigar and bourbon review radio show in the country Eat drink smoke i uh, eat drink smoke show, uh, dot com. Um, I think you should go out and have a cigar today. And now, which cigar to have? Honestly, I don't get to decide. Uh, you, you can you, look. You tr- you'll try a thing. You'll try a thing. Is 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 what I is what I suggest. But if if there's a day for heading to a, a local lounge, a local cigar place, and being like, "Hey, Tony Cat sent me." Be like, "Hey, I'd like to, I'd like to try something." Trust him. If you're in a place where you don't feel you can trust um, the, uh, the, the, the tobacconist, the, the person who works in the cigar lounge to help you, you're in the wrong place. By the way, um, the reason for uh, February 27th, this is commemorating the invention of the cigar manufacturing machine, which is a guy by the name of Oscar Hammerstein. Might have gone by Stein for all, for all I know. Uh, Hammerstein, uh as I know it, connected to the Hammerstein of uh Hammer, was it, Rogers and Hammerstein, Oklahoma, Sound of Music, South Pacific, are those all Hammerstein or Hammerstein? Hammerstein. That's Hammerstein. It's gotta be Hammerstein. So that's uh that's the, the connection. Go have a cigar. Go learn. Go try. If you're under eighteen, no. I mean, if you're under 18, you're not getting into a lounge. If you're 18, I don't think you're getting into a lounge without uh, somebody over the age of 21. If you're over the age of 21, try a cigar. Let me know what you think. Don't inhale. This is Tony Katz today.
2: Leader Schumer indicated, we had an open and honest and a candid, firm discussion about the border. We all agree that we have a broken immigration system and there is a need to address the challenges at the border in a thoughtful, bipartisan way. As Democrats, we support a safe, a strong, a secure, and a humane border. We just need our House Republican colleagues not to play politics and engage in political stunts relative to the border, but to sit down, as was done in the Senate, and enter into good faith discussions about fixing our broken immigration system. As Democrats, we stand ready to do just that.
0: God, he's full of crap. I mean, it's nonsense. That was Akeem Jeffries, leader of the Democrats, 40 minutes ago? Standing in front of the White House, full of nonsense. The House passed House Bill 2. Why won't your friend Chuck Schumer take it up? Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Not, second time I'm saying this today, won't be the last probably. Not one Republican walks right up to him and say, you know, you're full of crap. Not one Republican walks right up to him to say that. You're full of crap. We passed House Bill 2. Tell your buddy Chucky over there to bring it up for a vote, you big jerk. Nothing. Instead, I get to hear about now Democrats care about the border, and oh, by the way, Zelensky, Zelensky, Zelensky.
2: Second, we discuss the urgent national security priorities of the American people, as captured in the bipartisan, comprehensive, Senate-passed legislation. This is an existential moment for the free world as it relates to being there for our democratic allies in Ukraine, in Israel, and in the Indo-Pacific, and also at the same period of time, making sure that we provide humanitarian assistance to Palestinian civilians who are in harm's way. In Gaza or in other theaters of war, through no fault of their own.
0: I just want to be clear about something, Representative Jeffries. When we talk about uh, the "quote unquote" Palestinians, don't don't use the phrase "no harm of their own." I, am I the only person who's willing to say this out loud? Uh, don't say through no fault of their own. Maybe maybe through a little fault of their own. Not every, but some, but some. Just a little bit of fault of their own. The polling states out of Gaza that a, a vast majority of quote-unquote Palestinians support Hamas. So let's not say through no fault of their own. Rather, let's uh, be clear that um Hamas has to get destroyed, and it's going to take at least a generation to get these hateful thoughts out of of the heads of of the quote-unquote Palestinian people. Oh, yeah. Uh, There's a reason the Jews wandered 40 years in the desert. You had to get that uh, whole uh, we are slaves under Pharaoh philosophy out of your head. It's going to take a while. But back to Zelensky and back to Ukraine, Senator Chuck Schumer he finds that Zelensky gives him strength. Senator
2: Schumer, Senator, Schumer, Schumer, Senator Schumer, what
1: made this meeting one of the most intense you've ever had? The
3: urgency time? of supporting Ukraine and the consequences to the people of America, to America's strength, if we don't do anything and don't do anything soon. I was so so shaken by what I saw at the border. I was I was strengthened by the by the strength of Zelensky and the ukrainian people and the ukrainian soldiers but shaken that here they are fighting without arms against a brutal dictator who will just do anything to kill them and the intensity in that room was surprising to me but because of the passion of the president the vice president leader leader uh, jeffries speaker uh, leader mcconnell and myself It was. And, you know, Johnson tried to answer and he made it clear he wants to do something on the border. But we made it clear to him we can't tarry or the war could be lost. And second, we had to we wanted to do border and have a tough, secure border plan, as we showed. We Democrats showed in the Senate, but he can't say it won't do Ukraine until we get border. He's tried to do border for six months and couldn't come up with a single Democratic vote. But is that what it is? whoa, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa. Chucky! That Democrats won't vote for something is inconsequential. House Bill 2 is there. Why isn't it brought up for a vote in the Senate? You haven't brought it up for a vote. And this idea that yes, we want a strong border, but Ukraine, 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 no. This is exactly what the people, this is more than just people on the political right. This is exactly what they're not having. I am a supporter of supporting Ukraine, of sending them bullets, of sending them weapons. And I look at amazement, with people on the political right who are like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, we don't understand the conflict. Tucker's wrong. I say it, I mean it. I don't understand how anybody can look at Ukraine and, and, and say to themselves, ah, it doesn't matter. Ah, whatever. It, it's It should not be a whatever conversation or situation. We should be supportive. Now... There are things that I do not support, like Jen Stoltenberg, the Secretary General of NATO, making this statement. And we are deepening our political
1: ties through the NATO-Ukraine Council, where we consult and make decisions together. Ukraine will join NATO. It is not a question of if, but of when.
0: Whoa. Now, if you tell me that's a deep fake, I'd be very happy, but I don't think it is. Ukraine's going to join NATO? Ah, no problem with that. Won't create an issue, won't commit the United States to a lot of problems. No, not at all. Not at all. I get that Russia is a threat, and I get that they're a threat to Ukraine. But if you make Ukraine a NATO nation, now the United States is in a war. Your argument is you know, if, they're in, if they're in NATO, Ukraine, uh, Russia won't do anything because they won't want to go to war if they have to fight the United States. And I'm here to tell you that if they're able to take Ukraine, Russia will then make a move on Poland because Vladimir Putin is already making these claims that somehow Russia has a claim to these areas. He did that with Tucker. He's done that previously. He makes a claim that he has control of everything. Every way he wants to try and manipulate, because he's a kgb Who in the world would take him at his word? That's, that's nuts. I do not want Ukraine to be a NATO nation. I do want Ukraine to be able to survive. Not because I'm a fan of Zelensky. Because I'm not a fan of Putin. So this, hold on a second, hold on, stop, can we stop? I just was told on X that I sound like Neville Chamberlain. (laughs) Okay, let's do the thing. I support funding Ukraine, not at the expense of our southern border. Tell me now how that sounds like Neville Chamberlain. And Neville Chamberlain... His fame was about not recognizing the threat of Hitler. I recognize the threat of Putin, and I sound like Neville Chamberlain. Uh, this is Stormy's dad on, on X. Um, you might want to take a step back and rethink your position and, and, and your statement there. I support supporting Ukraine in their fight against Russia. I do not support it in lieu of taking care of the southern border. What Chuck Schumer and Hakeem Jeffries are trying to say is we have to fund Ukraine right now. It's the most important thing we can do. And the border will get there because we do need a strong border. Saying one needs a strong border is meaningless dribble. This is another way to describe what it is uh, that uh, Chuck Schumer is, is saying. First, hold on, Let's let's go back. Let's go back and, and hear what Chuck Schumer uh, ha- had to say right here. To the people of
3: America, to America's strength, if we don't do anything and don't do anything soon. I was so, so shaken by what I saw at the border. I was, I was strengthened by the, by the strength of Zelensky and the Ukrainian people and the Ukrainian soldiers, but shaken that here they are fighting without arms against a brutal dictator, who will just do anything to kill them. And the intensity in that room was surprising to me. But because of the passion of the president, the vice president, leader leader uh, Jeffries, Speaker uh, Leader McConnell, and myself, it was. And you know, Johnson tried to answer and he made it clear he wants to do something on the border. But we made it clear to him, we can't tarry where the war could be lost. And second, We had to we wanted to do border and have a tough, secure border plan, as we showed. We Democrats showed in the Senate, but he can't say it won't do Ukraine until we get border. He's tried to do border for six months and couldn't come up with a single Democratic vote.
0: Let me let me try and translate that for you really quick. That's the translation. And he deserves all the derision he he, he gets on this. The Speaker should hold firm. Border first. I only hope he holds firm. Border first. We cannot tarry. Tell that to the people of Texas. Tell that to the people of Southern California. Tell that to all the families whose children have died of fentanyl poisoning. Tell that to all of the children who have been raped and brought across the border and sex trafficked across the border. Sorry, uh, Chuck, you are not in any way going to somehow create a panic moment. Of course, the border comes first, then Ukraine. This just broke, so I wanted to share it with you. I'm Turning Katz. is taking a look at uh, social media content and legislative efforts in states like Florida and Texas that want to go after these companies that, well, fail in in many, many ways to either not allow certain kinds of posts Or try to limit other kinds of posts. Tony Katz. Tony Katz, today the court had four hours of arguments. Taking a look at laws in Florida and in Texas that seek to prevent, as described by the Wall Street Journal, online platforms from moderating users' posts. The court was unwilling to accept either side's conception of, of what social media is. Is it an edited publication entitled to full First Amendment freedoms or a common carrier like a phone company that must transmit information without discriminating among its users? So the idea that it's, you know, a newspaper, right, where, where you're creating the content, or is it like uh, this was uh, Justice Alito saying, is it like Western Union that's just delivering the message? Well, I don't like either one of those. Um, this whole, the idea of whether or not this is a platform or a publisher, wasn't that about, was it, I forget the section. Is it Section 280? And the idea of of the protections that the these... Ah... Um, uh, the, these, these platforms get. If, if we were to look at them as publishers and not platforms, as publishers, they could be responsible for the content on the platform. As a platform, then they're allowed to put out this content. They're not responsible for what the user is doing. And if the user's engaged in some kind of, of um, improperness, well, then you could remove the user section 230 I said section 280 I apologize producer Jason thank you so much part of the communications decency act um i've always stated you should be platform and not publisher if you put yourself down as publisher my goodness gracious it's it you're so much you're responsible for but now it seems like a, a lot of these social media companies want to go the other way with this they want to see themselves Almost in 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 that way, and see themselves as a, a as a publisher because they want to be able to engage in an editing, if not limiting, of content. Like for example, well, we can't share this story about Hunter Biden's laptop. This is clearly Russian disinformation. Uh, update: No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But when the states get involved, sometimes they also can go too far. They also can, can miss the mark. And there's a whole bunch of conversations about legislation in Florida right now that has um, radio hosts on the political right very, very bothered because it, it's this idea of how easily one could make a claim of defamation. Yeah, this will show the political left because they've been engaging in this kind of hateful talk. If, if we want to lower the standard on claiming defamation or claiming someone is, is acting improper, man, if you're a radio host in Florida, things can get real rough real quick if one does not have the protections of the First Amendment. Which is why I rarely go after people and I discuss policy. So one can go too far in these things. This Supreme Court thing is going to be fascinating. I'm not sure when they're supposed to uh, rule on this. I, if I will, we find out in the summer. I think that's when these um, these decisions will will um, come forward. But there is such a thing as legislation going too far. Conceptually, you're like, I hear what they're doing. I understand what they're doing, but. There is a, a negative, a deleterious effect on all of us that we shouldn't want. You find that story uh, over there
2: at Tonycats.com. This is Tony Katz today.